Welcome back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm your host. I'm Alex Albisu, and this is episode 54. Happy New Year to everybody listening. Uh, hope everybody had a great holiday. We're back in 2019, ready to tell more stories of fatherhood. And before we jump in with today's guest, I want to remind everybody that you can go to thedadchronicle.com and become a patron. Um, I'll give you a shout out here on the show. If you'd like to donate, you know, a dollar a month goes a long way to helping to support this show's operations. And, uh, continue to support fathers out there who want to tell their story and to share their story with other dads to uh, inspire them. So um, if you go again to the dadchronicle.com, click the Patreon or the patron button at the top, uh, that that certainly would help. And today's guest is my brother-in-law. This is Ken Storch. Ken, say hi to the nice folks at home. Hey, everybody. How you doing? All right. So um, Ken is here uh, as, as the inaugural. Like, like this is the, the first episode of 2019. Oh, man. Don't put the pressure on me now. I know, right? <laughs> you know? And uh, Ken, how long have you been in our lives? Let's think. When did you and Katie start dating? Katie's my sister, uh, everybody. 2011. Okay. So, gosh, so seven be years. Going eight years in April. Eight years. So. Oh my god! A gosh. good amount of time. That That's is a good almost amount of a third time. of my life. <laughs> Can you believe that? That's I, it feels crazy. like, it, but it feels like you've always been there. Like that's well. the thing. <laughs> For the years we remember, right? <laughs> <laughs> For the years we remember, that's that's exactly right. We've had a lot of fun times. So, uh, why don't you take a second and like introduce yourself to the folks at home? Well, everybody, uh, like Alex said, my name is Ken Storch, um, and married to. Alex's lovely sister, Catherine Albisu Storch now, um, and we have our first child, uh, August 25th, 2017. Four months apart from our, yeah? Just yeah. to kind of put in perspective for folks at home. Yeah, these, so we so were fun. celebrating Katie's birthday today and uh, just getting to watch the cousins hang out and do some lovely shenanigans oh, to dude, so the... Fun. Uh, Disney soundtracks and and all the cool toys they have here for them. You know, it's funny if you guys hear any uh, any like rambunctiousness <laughs> upstairs that is uh, at home. That's just the the girls dancing around to the soundtrack of Frozen. It's so funny. Um, yeah, and Ken is uh, so like Ken said, he is married to my sister, um, and he has a daughter, and also kind of sharing with the world. You guys have another. Yep. on the way yep, another another baby storch yeah so the the second storch is due uh july 2nd um so they will be almost ellie will almost be 22 months and change older than her so or him yeah or him thank you um because you guys don't know what the, the yeah the we're we don't know and we're gonna wait again and um i think it bothers everybody else so much that we won't find out. So <laughs> you guys are just doing it to troll us. Uh, it, well, and actually, I think it's easier the second time around not to find out because you're so caught up. We're we're so caught up with Ellie and and our lives now, and it's like yeah, when it gets here, we'll find out, and it makes the day um, like so much more exciting, and I think it makes it a little easier for Katie during the birthing process. To have that excitement of knowing, oh my god, or like, like just waiting and and the surprise at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's so. so fun, and and that is uh, that is true. And we're gonna dive a little bit more into um, this kind of uh, excitedness around your your second child, but it but it's true t- because Katie, uh, we were I was just 
having the conversation with her upstairs, it's like, oh my god, it's already the second trimester. What? Like, yeah. it's already <laughs> Doesn't here. Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So um, we'll dive into that. You're also an entrepreneur, which we'll get into a little bit. You uh, own your own business, and mm-hmm. and there's some there's some journey. Uh, going on there that I think is helpful for people to hear. But let's uh let's dive into your experience so far as a father. So so you are let's see what uh 16 months. Yeah. 16 months into it. Yeah, so so what has it been like so far? Um so the first like month or two, Katie and I always say, "Wow, we didn't really know what to expect obviously because there's nothing in the world that can prepare you for it." Yeah. But Every night we'd be like, what the heck have we gotten ourselves into, <laughs> you know? The and then you kind of get into a groove and you help each other out. And um, I think by, you know, as a father, you know, that all the the sort of uh, developmental things that come along with growing up and that also help parents out, which I'm sure eventually it will also start to be more of a challenge for parents. Yeah. Um, but like... When Ellie could then hold her head up and and all these things just just made it a little easier and 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 uh, more con- convenient. Well, I convenient is say, I, but... I think that's a that's a that's a good word. It becomes convenient yet inconvenient because now like Ellie started running. Ellie's yeah. running around upstairs. Yeah, so uh, a little more responsibility. Yeah, a bit. But um, I mean, what was that like when you when you re- okay? So very quickly, uh, like I mentioned, Aria. And Ellie are very close in age. So so you and I kind of went through the experience of uh, dealing with our first child at the same time. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, I, I've, re- I've reflected on the show. The folks at home have heard about kind of what that meant to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like when you first found out that Katie was pregnant? Um, just excitement, scared, you know, you get nervous. Yeah. Um, and I think just the fact, like, wow, we're gonna start our own family now. And yeah, isn't that nuts? It's it's very refreshing, yeah. actually. You know, um, to know that uh, a couple years before, it was probably let's see, here, I think we started trying around our second anniversary. So yeah, we had been married for two years, and we realized, you know. This is what we want to do, and and um, we were fortunate enough to uh, get pregnant fairly easily and uh, with minor com- no complications. So we're very blessed in that. Katie and, had an easy pregnancy. Yeah, knock on wood, and and we hope that this one continues to uh, shape out the same. So and, so in that in this next one, mm-hmm. I'm glad you segued into that. So did you have similar feeling? Like what what's 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 it feel like this time around? Um you know, so this time around I, I had told Katie that I I didn't want to know when we were trying and I w- that was the case. I mean, we kind of had a timeline and within that timeline um it could have been today, it could have been a year from now, you know. Yeah. And, and I got home from work one day and Katie and Ellie come walking up to me and Ellie's holding two pregnancy sticks in her, uh, pregnancy tests in her hand and they're both say positive. And I'm like, Holy cow, you know? Um, so just like the, that was 
just so off the cuff, like, oh my gosh, you know, this yeah. is this is great. Um, and looking back, I I don't know if I can say this on here or not, but I well, let's find tell out. my friends, you know, like, oh man, looking back on it. I would have liked to have known because then maybe the act would have been like a little different <laughs> as opposed to me just, Oh, you know, we're just getting it in or whatever. And whereas like for the first one, I knew like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is, we're trying to make a kid right now. Yeah. yeah. But there was like three or four days where I was getting kind of lucky in a row and doesn't happen very often. So <laughs> I was like, Katie, what's going on here? And she played it off so well. I did not even after whatever her reasoning was, I just thought, Oh, okay. All right. But that, and then like later, you know, she was like, that was the time, Ken. I'm like, Oh gosh. All right. <laughs> we, we know as well, like yeah. the day of like when that happened, we've, We've like done the math and kind of thought back. We we're like, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was the that time. time. Yep. This is gonna be great when my when our parents hear this. This is gonna be great. <laughs> oh, I can't man. wait. And, and when when Ari and Ellie hear this, you know, yeah, and, fifteen years yeah. from now, <laughs> girls, you're welcome. Yep. These, this is your dad's talking about this baby making. Hmm. Um, so actually, let's let's jump into the topic of our parents. You know, I've I've interviewed my dad on this show and you know getting his perspective as a father is 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 always interesting because you know there are our own parents um have had a tremendous impact on the way that we i think perceive the the idea of parenting how we parent uh what what sort of influence has your dad had on the way that you parent um well i guess to start off for those that don't know i am one of four yeah and i am the third of the four and my younger sister Jennifer is uh 15 months apart from me yeah so um but my father things I now realize as a parent um I've like once you become a dad you look back and start to realize you know that's why my dad did those things. Yeah. You don't think anything of it as a kid. Like what things? What things can um, you think of? It's maybe not specific like examples, but more so like like his will. Like my father is a workaholic and um, it was because he had four kids yeah. and he had to provide for them. He understood, okay, this is my duty, you know. He put us all through college, so we were very lucky and blessed to not have any student loans at the end of our four years or four and a half, however many it took my other siblings. Um, and he just knew these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to provide for my kids, and and you know that was that. But he didn't miss out on almost anything when I was growing up. He he was involved with my baseball, my rowing, um, Boy Scouts. He was the treasurer, and really, he is still the treasurer for the troop. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Wow. After So I'm 28 in March, and I, so when you're 18, you finish Boy Scouts. So 10 years. Oh, my gosh. He's still been doing that. That's so a dedication. It's, That's cool. Um, it just says something about him as a person, and... And, um, I hope that I can be, 
uh, the same way. And the fact that, you know, I understand I got to work, I got to provide, but at the same point in time, I need to be there for my kids also. Gosh, that's such, that's such a true statement. You know, we've had, um, Deanna and I have had a lot of discussions about that and, you know, kind of reflecting back on our own situations growing up, you know, we, we want to be there for our kids during important things. You know, my dad was really good about being there. Um, and you know, that, that's very important to me as well. And, and what I want to, um, you know, like when I, when I think about your dad, for instance, something, something that, that comes to mind is, is quiet yet present. Like there's something, Mm -hmm. there's something, uh, he's still, uh, while he may not be a man of many words, he's still like, he's still very much there, like part of your life. Yeah. He's a very, he's, he's very much part of the environment around him. And, um, and there's just a quiet sense of dedication mm-hmm. to him. It's kind of it's kind of what what I've observed, and and the and the I, I wouldn't say that your dad and I have had many conversations, <laughs> but that's just his nature, right? Like yeah. your mom and I have talked all the oh, time. Oh yeah, my mom could talk to a, a pin on the wall or right, something. Exactly. So so <laughs> whereas my father, he's a complete opposite. Yeah, you know. It, but the, but you can tell there's something. Um, there's a sense of dedication where that's solidified for me. When we went to the river, your grandfather and your grandmother, um, have a, have a house in the river. And, Mm -hmm. and when we all went there and your dad had just, um, undergone some, some medical procedures mm -hmm. and he was out there in the rain, like walking stuff back and forth from the house to the grill, cooking and and stuff. (laughs) And I'm like looking at you. I'm like, Ken, like we got to do something about your dad. Like, what is he doing? And you're like, there's no stopping him, man. Just don't even bother. Yeah. So thinking back kind of, um, there's one instance. So both my sisters were highly involved with dance and my mom worked at the dance studio and, uh, they do these huge productions in June. And, um, of course my dad gets dragged along to of deal with all the cleanup and all the BS that comes with that. And the director or owner of the studio I remember saying, Bob, you are the unsung hero. And that's kind of what yeah. it is. And then also And he doesn't look for the praise. No, he that's, the that's thing. not he doesn't do it for that. Yeah. You know? He yeah. just does it because he understands that that's the job at hand and that's what he's gotta do. Yep. Um and uh so like you were saying, so I run my own business and one of my clients is uh someone who I was involved with scouts with and um or his son was a scout and yeah. I do work for the father now and uh i'll bump into him occasionally and he'll say hey ask how my how my dad is and i i tell him and he says you know your dad is the most dutiful person i've ever met and i never heard i've never really even heard that word before i mean obviously duty it's part of um the scout law or poop if you yeah parent Uh, well yeah as d-o double d-o-d-double-o-d-y yeah so, it, it, this was only like three months ago that that happened. I'm like, man, he is so right. That is the best word to describe my dad because he just is, he, he's the treasure for the church. He's the treasure for um, the scouts. Yeah. He works constantly. He just, I mean, it is sometimes a little too much, but I mean, he's retiring next year and I hope that in that he and my mom can begin to do more of the things they want to do together because yeah. he sacrificed um, 
some of the some time by working, but yeah. he also knew that that's what he had to do to provide for the family. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm glad you brought up the entrepreneurial thing. Entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. Yeah, don't thing. ask me to say it. <laughs> You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You, you own your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a landscaping business. You've been doing very well. Um, you come over here to the house and do some work for us, yeah. and it's been awesome. Yeah, thank you. And <laughs> uh, and we know plenty of people who who agree who you do business for is do business with as well. Um, Great Escapes landscaping, mm-hmm. by the way, for folks here in the Northern Virginia yeah. area. Um, nice little plug there for anybody yep. listening. <laughs> a commercial. Good. Yeah, there's your commercial. Um, now, what is what was that experience like? Because, you know, if we were to think about your uh, career ambitions starting <clears throat> out, you, you uh, went to school uh, for really with finance in mind um, mm-hmm. and kind of pursuing a career there. Yeah, there was uh, th- there's a lot of family history with that sort of mm-hmm. um, uh, w- w- what's the word I'm looking for? Like that profession in mind, yeah. that craft in mind. Um, and, and, you know, you had a passion for working, you know, with your hands, working outside. And, and that was a little bit of a struggle to kind of think about how you were going to uh, kind of shift into that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that experience? Uh, Sure. So, like you mentioned, um, I went to Mason. I got my degree in accounting. Um, I got into the accountant, the the master's program there. You know, I was all set to father to follow my father and grandfather's footsteps. Uh, be it that one was my mother's father and my father, so not like it wasn't yeah. them going down. Right. But um, so. You know, I was all set. I had paid my deposit, um, signed up for classes, and then I went on a trip to California with uh, one of my best friends, Jimmy, and on the last leg of the trip, we were in San Diego. We went to Balboa Park, and you know, I was just walking around, and it's like all this beautiful landscape around, and and in high school, one of my other best friends, Rob Gilbert, uh, he and I had started a little mowing business, you know, because I've always been the type to, to work and save and buy something that I want. Yep. And, uh, so that's what we did. We, we mowed grass and that's, you know, so here I am in California and I'm like, you know, I've met all these cool people in these hostels and they're all doing cool things with their lives. And what am I going to do? I'm going to go study for another year and become a CPA and, I'm just not sure that I want to do that. You yeah. Know? So I realized why not do this, you know, start my own landscaping company. And then I did. And um, I will have to say thank you to Jimmy because he said, you know, Ken, of all of our friends, you're the only person I could see actually being successful as a business, like as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so that went a long way with me. And I got back from that trip and I just started researching it. Um, and when I first started, I would say, uh, you know, I had great ambitions. Oh, I'm going to become a big company, this, that, and the other. And as it's evolved and everything, and as I've talked to many other um, service owner, like business owners, um, I've kind of realized, you know, maybe it's not about having 50 to 100 trucks, you know? Yeah. It's about figuring out the number that Katie and I need to make to sustain the life that we want to have and to be with the family, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and and I, within the past six months, probably right before Katie got pregnant again, she and I were having a conversation. I'm like, you know, I've realized I was always a B plus student, and not that I, I always try to sell A quality work, but the business side, I just don't have the motivation to make it 50 trucks or 100 trucks, you know, and it's because I see the value in hanging out with my family. Yeah, you know, I. I don't, I already work a lot. I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so find out the number that works for us and just make that number and can keep the business going and keep the family going. Yeah. How do you find that, um, you know, being just kind of backing up, being an entrepreneur, there's, uh, typically you, you see a lot of sacrifice, uh, in the area of family time or, just work-life balance in general. How do you find that balance? Um, a lot of Katie uh, <laughs> prodding me, probably. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, Katie's very good at understanding, well, Ken's got to do this because it's got to get done. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I have, the biggest problem is getting invoices out. Um, I'm still waiting on a couple, it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's I, I got to get the notes from my guys from last a couple of days ago, but yeah, it's coming. Um, and it just it's it's time consuming, and it's a it's a task that I need to get to a point where somebody else can do it. Yeah, you know, um, because there's this battle within me of getting out of the truck and running the business, or staying in the truck and being a part of the business, and. Um, I think I would prefer to continue to work and be part of the actual work. Getting as, hands on. Getting yeah. Hands just dirty. to make sure, you know, right. like, and, and that's where it came down to me realizing I don't want to be a 50 truck company, you know, yeah. three to five trucks and boom, that's where yep. you keep it. And that's how you, you keep high quality work. Um, and, and so with that, there's certain things I need to get better at on the business side in order to increase my family life balance um because like we're we've talked about we have a second one on the way so um i need to be around for to help with ellie Mm -hmm. um as she'll be almost two when the next one gets here right and and katie's gonna be full steam ahead with with the baby yeah And, and and uh as we witnessed last night when Katie holds a fresh baby, Ellie is not too happy. So <laughs> that's true. And she I like and that. I need to have a little father daughter bonding yeah. over the next uh, seven months or so. I like how you use the term "fresh baby." Just for everybody's yeah. perspective, living or listening at home, this is a, a cousin of ours who um, recently had a baby. We got together with them, and and uh, gosh, she's less than two a month week. old yeah i think uh, two weeks they said ellie or... was not happy about yeah. holding her. it was funny <laughs> so but then at home ellie's all about trying to feed her baby dolls and stuff so it'll be a very She'll interesting see. uh yeah interesting complex they call that toddler uh regression so if anybody listening out there has had um is is kind of thinking about going through or currently going through this i've heard that this is a thing called toddler regression where it's like the older sibling, the, the the current sibling, you know, the current only baby is like can can tell that mom is going to be giving birth or is like there's something like primal mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that kind of kicks in like that says no 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 wait a second mom you're mine yeah no you're mine yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's very interesting now and and you know if i think about one of the things one of the qualities that, that you have and you've touched on this a couple times um, you know, it's, it's very much hardworking, very dedicated. I, I think that you follow suit a lot with your father, um, with, uh, the, the work ethic and, uh, the, the, the focus on work life balance, I think is fantastic. I think especially mm-hmm. because, uh, with being an entrepreneur, like I said, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, one of the other people that comes off as dedicated that I've met a couple times is your granddad. This yeah. is uh this is your mom's dad. Do you want and and I could tell he's a big influence on your life. Yeah. Um so my mom's father, so my grandfather um was a CPA, a certified public accountant and um you know, I think where the importance of work-life balance comes in is kind of learning from him. Um you know, he came from nothing, born a little after the Great Depression, I believe, uh, and just said, you know, I'm going to become an accountant. I'm going to make something of myself, and that's exactly what he did. Um, you know, I hear the stories of how he'd get home late at night. I mean, and he, my grandmother had already put my uncle and my mother to bed, and the next morning he'd wake up and be gone before they were even up. Um and I think that's probably the story of a lot of immigrant uh, parents and a lot of uh, parent or like grandparents to our age, I guess. Yeah, um, it's true of both because, sets of grandparents on my end too. Yeah, because end. they it was a hard time and you just had to make ends meet, and yep. it was just a sense of uh, of uh, duty, urgency, and and responsibility, I guess. Yeah, that they felt. Um, in order to provide for their family. So uh, hearing those things, I was like, you know, I don't know that that's really what I want because he, I, I had interviewed him um, for like uh, informational interviews before because I was trying to follow his footsteps. And uh, he always said, you know, I wouldn't change it. He would keep it the same. And and that's great for him, but I don't think it's great for me. Yeah. Um, and maybe now that he's a little older and he's gotten to see uh, three great-grandchildren be born and b- begin to be raised and develop into uh, into their own persons, I think maybe he might have a different answer for me now, uh, knowing that he missed out on that for his own kids. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where I've realized, okay, yes, because he was an entrepreneur also. He started his own practice. Right. Um, so I get that from him, the entrepreneur side, and like the business owner side is from from him. But also, um, I realize there's there's boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did he think about it? Like when you when you decided, you know what, I'm going to not pursue the finance side of things. Um, that was a very very nerve wracking experience for me. Really? Because probably. I mean, my grandfather's been involved in my life my entire life. I mean, yeah. my grandma pretty much, like, when my... Because my mom had my sister 15 months apart from me, yeah. fif- after me. So, my grandmother came in, and, and I was at their house constantly until preschool and kindergarten. And um, I always looked up to my grandfather. He was he had enlisted in the Navy, uh, so he served four or five years in the Navy, um, and 
So in like third or fourth grade, we went to Annapolis and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to the Naval Academy. And even in high school, I still had that thought. But then I took the SATs. and I'm like, I'm never getting in there. <laughs> so that wiped that out. And then you went to George Mason. Yeah, like the rest of us. where I could get in. Yeah. That's right. um, shoot, now I've completely lost where I was going with this. Grandfather was an inspiration to you. You were going to go into the Navy. Thank you. He's been in the Navy for Oh, five telling years. you go. about uh, breaking the news to him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, Thank yes. you. So, um, yeah, I had told everybody. Everybody knew. And I was like... You know, I, I'm a crier for those that you don't that don't know. Um, due to my mom, thank you. <laughs> the Maxfield side, I guess. Yeah. Um, I very, very vividly remember sitting down with my granddad um, at his house. He has a uh, a beautiful back porch that overlooks the hill going down to the creek, and uh, I said, you know, granddad, I need to talk to you about something. And um, finally, I got it out, and he said, "Ken, if if that's what you want to do, then more like more power to you. You know, you got to do what makes you happy." But his <laughs> biggest thing is like, accounting is a great uh, profession, and you'll always have a job, and it will pay well. And those were his biggest things. His thing was always more about the monetary success than the family life success. Yeah. So I think that's where I've two generations removed from him have sort of realized, you know, there can be a balance. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good point. Um, you know, if, if I think about the, the Albisu side of the house, it's a very similar story. You know, our, our grandfather, my dad's dad, mm-hmm. and similar to Ernie, my, my mom's dad, uh, did a lot of work. Uh, you know, not, not, uh, home all the time. And that's, that's that generation. I think it certainly is a generational thing. I think also, you know, the fact that technology has kind of advanced a lot the way that it has and, uh, the, the, the way the internet has really made the world a smaller place mm-hmm. and, uh, allowing you to be kind of at more places at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that today's technology has certainly made it more feasible to make money and not be in a more classically uh, considered successful career. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what was that like? I mean, your, your grandfather kind of giving you that blessing. How did that make you feel? Um, probably a sense of uh, like, okay, you know, I, I got his... Uh, not permission, but like his okay. Yeah, you got or, that blessing. Yeah, yeah blessing. Yeah, I guess which is, is the best way to to, uh, to say it. And I mean, he still, and rightfully so, is nervous for me because the industry itself is um, not necessarily the easiest because of the amount of um, competition. There's a new landscaping company every day, just mm-hmm. about like. And, you know, it's it's great and it's not great at the same time because the lack of barriers to entry is what allowed me to get into it. Yep. Um, so, so it was great in the fact that I was able to get into it with sort of an ease, but it's not great in the fact it's like, um, what's the word, uh, where you're hyper or... Anyways, 
You're contradicting yourself, <laughs> oh, okay, I guess. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm glad it worked for me, but now I'm like, no, we, I want more barriers to entry because there's too much competition. Yeah. The market's already saturated. Because it, it worked really well for you and you're happy, but now you're like, ah, oh, man, it's working really well for these people. Yeah. So it's just um, as I've gotten more, like I said, I think this is going in six or seven years. So I've kind of seen yeah. how things work. <clears throat> and um, you just realize, oh, wow, I'm cutting grass for the same rate that I was cutting grass when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have a hundred million other pieces of overhead and I got a family to provide for. <laughs> I was about to you say, know? you got, you got mortgage, you got yeah. I mean, a wife, so, a kid, another kid on the way. So I yeah. think my grandfather's concern is a very valid one in, yeah. in the fact that he understands I, because he comes from a, a patriarchal society, you know, man works, <laughs> makes the money and and provides for the family. Right. So um and, and I kind of view the same way and I I think Katie and I I mean Well Katie, I, yeah, Katie we wants know our that. roles, yeah. you know. Um and 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 I've taken on that role to try and be the breadwinner of the house for Katie because I mean, I want her to be a mother. That that is she is a professional mother. I mean, I can't she speak. wants that too, which I think is equally as important. Yeah, you know, like I mean, she has a job and she works and and um, she does what she needs to do to help the family um, within her job. But I mean, the real her real job is being a mother, and and I mean, I can't speak highly enough of her and her skills at mother parenthood. And I mean, if it weren't for her then I would probably be like, no, we're not having another kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, she is a saint in my mind. Um, you know, she was able to sacrifice and and breastfeed Ellie until she was a year old, um, which was something Katie had wanted to do, and she set out and she did it, you know? Yeah. And, like, she sacrificed things in order to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a that's a really important point. You know, when we look at today's society, and we've actually talked about this on the show a few times, you know, I think what is really great for women today is that there are options. Mm-hmm. And they have, um, they have full reign in how they want to approach their life. It's not really pigeon-held into the, into the, the, the old school way. Um, but it's it's still okay that you that you that you do that. Um, it's okay if you have a job. It's okay if you want to just stay home and be a mom. Hmm. Um, we we've talked about that on a show with Deanna's cousin Brian, and he, after they had their daughter Lee, um, after some time, you know, kind of struggling to conceive and some stuff for a few years, and they, um, you know, his wife Jen decided we're just gonna uh, I'm gonna stay home with the baby. And, um, and it was celebrated by some, and you know what, actually it was, it was actually criticized by mm. some women, uh, because of today's, you know, desire for women to be, you know, you know, empowered and independent. And I think what's more empowering than having the choice to be able to stay home or and be a mother. Too. Yeah. I think that that is That's like one of the most true. empowering things. So, um, and, you know, like, like you said, I mean, Katie's a great mom. Um, I love watching her and Deanna kind of do their things together and. And it's cool to see how both of them are sort of approaching it in their own way. You know, Deanna's got her 
very career driven sort of mindset. And, you know, they're still able to be moms. Mm-hmm. Like that's still that's what the most is important thing. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. And, and, you know, if I were to, what, what I like to do at the end of these shows is really, um, you know, ask for some words of wisdom, you know, kind of given some of the topics that we've talked about, if you were to go back to yourself or, or somebody who is in your position as an, as a new father, um, maybe a father expecting the, the, the arrival of another child in similar circumstances, what sort of words of encouragement or wisdom would you impart? Hmm. Um, patience. Okay. Uh, it takes a lot of patience and maybe it's, I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago and these, I found these words of wisdom very, um, important and, uh, and it's not, I guess you asked me to go back to before the first one, I mean, but I'm going to go back to now with the second one on its way because he has two kids about the same uh up like monthage apart as ellie and, and our next born will be and i said hey you know like what would you what sort of advice would you give me uh having two within under two years apart and he said you know you always have to remember that in the end, you and your wife love each other, and you got to do things for for you two, because right now, I mean, we get so caught up in doing. We do do things for each other, but it's like helping out with Ellie, you know. Right. So, just the fact that we need to keep in mind, okay, we need to do something for us, kind of thing. Yeah, we're doing things for each other with with helping out around the house and within the family life. But it's so important not to forget that our, our, our teammate in this, you know, like our partner, our life partner. Yep. Very you know? true. Um, I don't know if that's the advice you're looking for. No. It, yeah. But when he explained this to me, I'm like, wow, that's, it's, it's so fundamental. And it's like, well, huh. You know, it's I, so true. It's like something that you don't think of it, but when it's brought to your attention, it's like, oh, it's totally bulb, important. You know, yeah. like, oh, wow, yeah, we do need to keep. At an the eye end of the that. day, when you are empty nesters, yeah. you're there with your wife, partner, whoever, yeah. and for the rest of your lives, you yeah. know, like that's. So you have to nurture that absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it has been a pleasure yeah, talking thanks. to you about. Thank you fatherhood. for having me. You did great. Ah, uh, yeah. I you know, it. it was funny. Folks listening at home, Ken was like, "Oh man, what am I going to talk about?" Yeah, you did a great job well, talking. I appreciate it. No, yeah, like Alex said, I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this." But <laughs> actually, it's uh, for anybody that he's going to ask next. It's uh, a good little process. Yeah, um, I think it's somewhat therapeutic for for dads to kind of sit and yeah. reflect because we oftentimes, as uh, as parents, I this kind of goes back to the point that you just made. We typically don't take a second to just reflect Mm -hmm. and uh, that's part of the process with this show so appreciate you taking some time to reflect yeah thanks for having me on yeah and if uh, anybody at home would like to chime in on the conversation you can email the dad chronicle podcast at gmail.com happy to read your comments on the show Um, and again if you'd like to listen to other stories of fatherhood visit the dad chronicle.com as a reminder you can support this show by visiting the dad chronicle.com and clicking the patron button at the top 
and uh, you can donate money to uh, support the operations, uh, the operational costs towards the show. Don't do this for the money, but it helps uh, to support uh, hosting costs, etc. So again, our guest today has been Ken Storch, my uh, brother-in-law, my favorite brother-in-law, my only brother-in-law. <laughs> yep. you like that? All right. Thank uh, you. Say say, uh, say goodbye to the nice folks at home. All right. Thanks for listening, and I hope you all uh, found this enjoyable. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Take care. <laughs> Bye. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.